the story of our time. Hello, welcome to From the Rookery End. My name's John, with me is Mike. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, and uh, we're lifelong Watford fans, season ticket holders in the Rookery End, uh, and it's another weekly From the Rookery End. Where are we, Mike? We're in the Vineyard, which is on Upper Street, in the uh, London borough of uh, Highbury and Islington. It's about to get ready and uh, go and watch the FA Cup quarter-final. Yes, it's a quarter-final against Arsenal. It's not Arsenal I'm excited about as much. We are going to play them again, and it's our first trip there this year we've played them already but we've, we've, we've you know, we're well into the Premier League season it's the fact it's the quarter final of the FA Cup that's quite exciting yeah it is but also the fact that it's Arsenal is a big big boost because it's so close and that's the reason really we've sold 8,300 tickets and it's going to be a big day out and I think that kind of takes the pressure off it a little bit obviously the big prize is getting to the semi-final and hopefully you know, prolonging this cup campaign but to have what to have these days is what being a football sport is all about loads and loads of, of, of your fellow supporters on the move away from home nice sunny day so yeah it's not the fact it's Arsenal it is the day it is the event it is the fact it's a cup quarter final that's, that's special for us the first one for almost a decade but it being Arsenal does help I think yeah, and by the way I'm not sure I, 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 here's your ticket by the way I'll get your ticket I'm not quite sure if this is actually going to happen though because if you read the ticket it says possible FA Cup quarter final now that could be a couple of things one is it actually going to happen Two is it actually a good game of football to watch. What do you think? Is it, is it going to be a good game? We, over, we haven't overhyped, have we? No, I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I think it's an interesting time to play Arsenal. It could go one or two ways. They're under a little bit of pressure, I think. You could argue a couple of Arsenal fans that are sitting around us, so we'll see how they look at me when I say this. But it could be this game could be their season. They're not going to get through in the Champions League unless something absolutely monumental happens. And, and the Premier League... You know, it looks difficult, five five or so points behind. So this is a real big opportunity for Arsenal to, 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 to win the FA Cup again. They haven't lost an FA Cup tie for what feels like about a million years. Um, but on the other hand, they are under a bit of pressure. Um, there is growing discontent about the about the ownership, uh, growing discontent about uh, about Wenger. So, uh, and there's been uh, one of the supporters' um, uh, clubs, arms, whatever you want to call them, has, has talked about a boycott today as a as a way of showing their displeasure at the way the club's being run. So, it could be a little bit of you know, whilst we're all here, there's eight and a half thousand of us all sort of pulling in the same direction. Not necessarily the same case uh, for the Arsenal fans. So, have we caught them at the right time? Possibly. On the other hand, they, the players could be out to prove point and make sure they get the job done and make sure that they're in the headlines for the right reasons. So we've proved that we can we can play well against a team like Arsenal. We can stay um, uh, tight and defend. Um, what we need to avoid is obviously that crazy 10 minutes we had in the game at Vicarage Road in which they absolutely ripped us apart and, and showed us what we, we know Arsenal can do firsthand. Uh, but yeah, it should be a good game. There's no reason that we can't go for it. Uh, we showed at Manchester United that we can we can perform away from home um, against the so-called bigger teams. We hope to see more of that sort of approach than we did at, at Tottenham away or, or Man City away because it's a one-off. Let's go for it. We're going to head off to Arsenal in a bit. Uh, actually, going to pop in to see our friend Tayo, um, who's an Arsenal fan, uh, in Pybury Corner to get a bit of food before we head in. But uh, let's finish these beers off and uh, head on for a classic, well, possibly classic. FA Cup quarterfinal. A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Uh, so we're on our way. Just been to the uh, the Pybury Corner. I love a great title like that. 
Tyo with us. Hi, Tyo. You all right? Hello again. Good to see you again. Good to good to get another fixture going. Yeah. Uh, another let's, let's get this rivalry going. I'm enjoying it. Well, I don't think you are. I, I, I once got on Google Maps and I did a uh, a my map and I did the distance between all the clubs. And technically, I think you are second closest. Barnet at first. How many times have Watford ever played Barnet? Uh, we did in the League Cup six years ago. Okay, well we're obviously closest to uh, to the nightmare that is Tottenham and the nightmare <laughs> of them winning the league. But I'd much rather play Watford every week. Don't worry about that. Oh, oh that's fine, talk. <laughs> that's fine, talk. Uh, we were we were, ch- uh, we were chatting um, earlier on. Uh, they they announced this week that the away fans next year in the Premier League will only pay thirty pounds a ticket. So that's only five hundred and seventy quid. That's half price, I reckon, on most Arsenal season tickets, isn't it? Yes, you could get anyone who gets an Arsenal ticket for thirty quid is doing very, very well these days. Listen, listen, it's spiralled out of control. It's a step. You could say it's a step in the right direction. It could still be less. I think you know. I mean, many people did say twenty is plenty, and that's it's fair enough. It's 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 far too much at the moment to go and watch your team home and away. And the best fans are the ones who go away a lot of the time. So I think they should be the most. Should be most most compensated for their time and trouble. It's thirty pound. Oh, it could have been. It could have been twenty. It could have been twenty. The only thing I've seen this week where I went, actually, you're right. Was someone saying, well, if the Premier League are paying thirty, that means the Championship and the lower ones can pay twenty, and that wouldn't be like, it's, it's it should be a little bit more than those at least. Well, let's see. I mean, let's see if that happens. What should happen and what will happen with the amount of money that's swilling around. Um, let's see what happens. You, you can't help but think that it's reactive. It's a it's a PR exercise. Oh, they can do it because they've got a lot of money coming next year. And maybe that means that they're going to put up uh, prices for some of the home fans. Um, and Lord knows we already pay enough coming up to coming to the Emirates every other week. Because fan power. You guys, there's a, a protest today because it's your eighth cup game. Do, as a big club like this, do you actually have fan power? Do you think? Uh, ultimately, no. There are people. There are people who try to do it, but there's the problem is is that when you've got so many people who are going to replace protesters then it's very hard to get a kind of cohesive movement going because this place will be full this place will be full one way or another this place will be full with people who are all coming for their first game or it will be filled with people who have been coming here for 20 30 40 50 years or you know season tickets being passed down the family um, it's quite hard in this modern time to get a cohesive protest together i admire the people who do try it i myself it's almost the same. I think it's the same with your politics, really. In a way, it's um, when will I get to the point personally when I've had enough? That's what. That's when I've kind of had enough. I haven't had enough yet. I'm close. I think football's very close to eating itself. I think it's very hard to organise a protest that everyone has to do it. So it makes it very difficult when only 10, 20, 30 people do it. This protest. But Liverpool did it. Yeah, that, that I was really surprised that they did something. They did, and and you know, and that's hugely admirable. And I just can't see it happening here. And you can argue whether that kind of attitude that I'm just saying here is the problem. Maybe everybody has to do it. Maybe you need, maybe you need a stronger, stronger leaders starting it in the first place. But there isn't really. I mean, you have got the black scarf movement who, 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 um, who argue very well for, for kind of fans' rights here at the Arsenal but it's 
it's it's disparate, you know. It's 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 disparate. It's very hard to get, as I keep saying, a cohesive support here. So I'll be very surprised to see something like that succeed at Arsenal. Liverpool has a different culture. Liverpool fan culture is very different to Arsenal fan culture, um, for better or for worse. I'm not making a judgment either way, but I think it's important. I think it's important for football clubs to have the ability to fight something if they need it and there's been loads of points in Watford's history where we are pushing it against almost going out of business but now we're here you guys are way ahead of us let's say now we're here are we gonna do you think Watford fans will ever have a power like really to really to influence stuff you're a smaller you're a smaller club you may be able to get a a more dynamic support base which will make more of a noise which will get noticed it's possible at a smaller or more community based club you know this 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 bowl that we're outside <laughs> of now i mean you know it's hugely impressive but it is an inter, we're, you know it's an international concern rightly or wrongly but the club is now a completely international concern run by a you know run by a guy who doesn't really care from America. The, the 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 attitude, the the positioning of Arsenal has changed to such a degree that um, Watford, if I'm being honest, will probably never get to that point. Yeah. You know, Watford won't get to that point. But the plus side of not getting to that point will be that you may be able to get better supporter groups, supporter action. Do you know what I mean? If you were a Watford fan, which your better half is, would you want? to grow into an arsenal and be this global football club ask another Watford fan if you want if you do you want the success and the trophies that the club <laughs> once upon a time used to win quite <laughs> well. now do you want do you want the success yes do you want your identity taken away no so this is it's a double edged sword you you reach your point i mean i you know i spend my time going to i've been to Watford many times as you as as you know i spend a lot of time <clears throat> Uh, Arsenal away matches going to see uh, local non-league stuff where I grew up in Dulwich, Dulwich Hamlet. It's a different atmosphere there. I love. I remember texting my uh, a friend of mine and saying that six adults and four kids went for the price of Arsenal versus Bayern Munich, and then my mate texts it back going, "Yeah, but you had Mesut Özil to watch." So this is the you know. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. Is, so so this is it. Do you want football and community? Um, yes. Do you want your club to still feel like yours? Yes. Do you want to feel like a faceless uh, conglomerate? No. Do you want to win trophies? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's this is modern. This is modern football, and you yourself decide when it's eating itself. Mike, do you enjoy it? Do you still enjoy it? That's a very good question. This season, not so much, because I think you know Arsenal fans can be uh, obnoxious and take the higher ground, as we all know. And we've always had that thing about well, we play lovely football. We're bringing through the youth team. We haven't been doing that recently. We've been playing. We've been playing very poor football. Relatively, I might add, before I sound too whinging, we're playing relatively poor football um, for the highest prices in humanity, and um, it's been less and less enjoyable this season because because something is turning here. Something feels rotten inside the stadium. If you are two 0 up on 78 minutes, if you it's one 0 in 78 minutes. Watch how toxic it gets in here and watch how the other supporters, your supporters will grow and your team will grow. So it's a very good question. How much do you enjoy it still? Because 
it's changing and football, I keep saying it, football is going to eat itself. Football is in the process of consuming itself to the point where you could have a parody programme which would say, well, we could do this without fans. Somebody somewhere will think, we could do this without fans because everyone's watching it on TV. And you laugh, but, you know, it is very possible. So, Ty, you said, you said uh, one all, it might get toxic with, with eight minutes to go. Let's finish up with a, with a prediction. How do you think this one's going to go? <laughs> We're at home. We should win. Um, we score. We got back to scoring ways in the week. Um, Watford don't concede very many, so I think it'll be tighter than I think it'll be tighter than a lot of uh, home fans are coming here expecting. But I'd be surprised if we didn't win today because we're at home against a team we should be better than. Mike, um, there's over eight thousand Watford fans here today, but not all of them can make it. No, there are a few. Unfortunately, this is a day of celebration, but we must remember that not everyone can be here to enjoy it with us. So. Yeah, it's a shame. Here is uh, those who couldn't make it and couldn't be with us today. Tim Waddington. Wife on Hendu, so looking after the children. Jeff Bartrop. Dedication of a friend's child. Apparently it's just a football match and people are more important. Don't understand winky smiley face Sophie Aitken friend's son's first birthday with my daughter host family all gooners crying sad face Alan Silver my son and I have a family gathering gutted four crying smiley faces Paul Baker right leg in plaster Daniel Baguli I booked a bloody weekend away with the missus hands over eyes monkeys Two of them. Dan Radcliffe. Stuck in the north. Danny Porter. Had a minor operation yesterday. Laid up for the week, hoping to be back fit for Stoke. Brian James. My son has got a league decider in Bishop Stortford. Geordie Connor. Preparing for imminent arrival of a new Hornet. We'll be watching with the volume turned up high so he can listen in. Michael, we have just left the Emirates in the throngs of it all. Oh, we're going to Wembley, baby. We certainly are. We certainly are. FA Cup semi-final. History has repeated itself. We've gone into Arsenal's backyard in the Cup quarter-final and, uh, and done the business. Get in there, you audience! Amazing. Oh, ho, ho, ho. We're on the way to Wembley. That, that classic Wembley chant there, John. Nicely reprised. <laughs> oh, oh, to be fair, I, I spent most of the second half trying to sing, but I ended up miming because I've got a really <laughs> sore throat. Uh, we're outside the Emirates. Uh, Watford have won 2 1 
uh, here against Arsenal in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. And when you win a quarterfinal, that means you go to the semi-final. And the modern FA Cup, that means you're off to Wembley. And we're off to Wembley. Where do we start? Let's start with some goals. Some goals. One particular goal from a very a normal high-scoring man. One... Igalo. Yeah, I mean, when the ball came to him and they had two two defenders clinging off his, hanging off his back, he thought, "This is Igalo territory, isn't it? This is what he does best." Uh, sort of back against the the literal Arsenal wall, sort of thing. Um, a lot of work to do, and he thought, "This is where he, he forages, he rummages, he keeps the ball somehow, and he'll get a shot away." And he did. Cue pandemonium! Unbelievable. Great for him to get that goal. Important after the first half he had, I think, because a couple of chart the, the two decent opportunities we had in the first half were were rare. It was rare that we got decent ball in the in the Arsenal half in the first half, uh, and and Agallo tried to square it twice and, and got it just a little bit wrong twice. So we were worried at half time that he might have got it into his head. Do I pass? Do I shoot? Blah blah blah. Don't worry about that anymore, do we? I think, I think for me that was that was the type of goal he needs to score. It wasn't a, a from the halfway Igalo line goal. lob of, a, of the goalie. He needs to score a typical Igalo goal. Exactly as you said, that's exactly the goal. Uh, Andy, Mike's brother, is with us. Um, uh, the second goal, though, zing! Oh, well, zing indeed, John. <laughs> zing indeed. Goodness me, yeah. I've, uh, great play from Deeney to hold it up. Um, you know, you thought he Deeney was going to be in to start off with, and I thought, yes, Deeney's going to pinch one here um, but what a strike jeez I mean we've seen it before from Guerrero um, but yeah god he couldn't hit it any better could he and it, it couldn't have got it further in that top corner absolutely brilliant I was right in my eye line thank god it went in because otherwise it might have hit me on the schnoz <laughs> <laughs> not, not inconsiderable schnoz it is as well Andy uh, we wanted the thing is with him that he was the question mark wasn't it again that first half because we we were discussing what we're going to talk about at the end of the game what we're going to talk about at the end of the game we weren't quite sure and the, the fact that when he came in, Mike, he was an attacking option. He was uh, going for it, but he didn't really. He wasn't. He wasn't what we wanted him to be, was he? First half, not necessarily in the first half. I think. It did, I think before the game, the, the general consensus amongst all Watford fans, us included, was they just want to see us go for it. They just want to see us give Arsenal uh, some questions to answer, put them on the back foot, and because and so, we have got creative players, we can do stuff. We've proved it. We've proved we can create. Let's go and do it. It's a cup quarter final. You don't get a second chance unless obviously it's a replay. Um, <laughs> um, and in the first half, it didn't quite feel like we'd gone for it enough. And it, and it felt like Guardiola was that attacking concession. He'd brought him in to give us a little bit of, of extra creativity and obviously uh, the ability to finish. But he, I don't. for me, he wasn't really making the right runs in the first half. He was getting the ball too deep and was, was on his heels too much when we did get possession. Um, so yeah, at half time, to be perfectly frank, we were questioning whether were him coming in instead of perhaps Amrabat was the right decision. And well, uh, right, wrong decision. Overall game, no, but that one moment we'll say yes, 100%. Um, but the second half, was, it, was there much different about that second half compared to the first? What was, the, what was the difference that made us get two goals and go 2 0 ahead here at the Emirates against Arsenal? See, I don't know, is the honest answer, but. Um, for me, it just seemed a little bit more about us in the second half. It, look, it looked like we needed to, in the second half, it looked like we needed to get the first half under our belt, getting it nil-nil, and we just came out with a more positive attitude. I thought, you know, first half was Man City away, yeah. and instead of it being the second half of Man City away, we turned it around and, and we just looked a little bit more energetic, a little bit more, um, you know, purposeful um, going forward, and and you know, we had plenty of chances really in the second half uh, bar the two goals you know we, should, we, we could have had more yeah we could have more and in theory we should have had a, a bit more uh, 
towards us. Um, we had uh, there was a two-footer tackling in that first half, and it's one of those things where you watch it again, you go, "Oh, come on, ref, should have been off." We worry, and then you see the replay, which we did on Vine, and it was a definite red. It looked it looked a bad challenge. Deeney got there a, a split a split second before, and I think you know let's let's not pick over the bones of that. Now we've got obviously we've got a great result to, to revel in, but in the first half, you think could that be the turning point? You know, if that had been a Watford player going in and an Arsenal player like that, I think we all know what would have happened. Um, let's not dwell on it too much, but yeah, I think it really was two halves from Watford. I think, and the fact that we were we were dwelling on that point at half time shows where where we were at we're like oh, you know how are we going how are we going to get something out of this but stuck at it stuck at it stuck at it and the second half performance was magnificent what are you taking going forward because there were several changes you know the fact that Amrabat um Amrabat didn't start um we had Prudel at the, at the back was different we had a different goalkeeper what what can you take forward next week for Stoke a huge amount of confidence for the for the squad. You saw the way they celebrated at the end there. I mean, obviously they're they're off to Wembley. It's a cup semi final. All bets are off now. Anything could happen. There's you know the silverware on the table now. It's that's and but just confidence. The fact that we've went away from home to someone who is playing Barcelona away on on Wednesday, still in the last stages of the Champions League, still still talking about uh, potentially winning the Premier League. They brought on. That, that, that triple substitution they they brought on, I mean, like terrifying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's the sort of team that you're playing against. But that, that and that's that's the difference that they can bring that off the bench. Well, I I'd, I'd say you know to to answer your original question, Tom, is that what what it gives us going into next the next game against Stoke is strength and depth. You know we've got a, a, a really good second goalkeeper. Okay, we had, a, we had a little bit of luck when it came off the post and hit him. Um, but you know Guardiola coming in. There were changes, and you know Suarez didn't play today. Amrabat came on for the last ten minutes, and they've been starting or, or playing a big part. So I think it's strength and depth. And we talk about Arsenal having players coming off the bench. You know, if you said two seasons ago Abdi would be coming off the bench because yeah. there's better players out there at the moment than him, then you'd have scoffed at it. Yeah. So you know we've we've got a, a really good squad now, and I think you know today proved that and. God, we're going, we're going to Wembley. Could you pick him? I know these, these, these are the games where you, yeah, they're big games, they're big wins, they're wins in the FA Cup, quarterfinals, going to Wembley against Arsenal. Um, is there some? Could you pick a man of the match? What, what pleased me today was um, the way Cathcart came back into the in, into the team was was nice, and what he did was just the, the sensible balls out of defence um, and just the calming presence that that Cathcart seems to have. His his footballing brain, I think, and he. I thought he played absolutely superbly. Um, yeah, it's very difficult at this stage to, 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 to take someone as a as a man of the match or someone who really um, who really shone because it was a it was a team effort. And like Andy said, the way that we just we just used the squad there, a really powerful squad. Etienne Capu, I think, came off because he was knackered, but he comes off and you think, oh, you know, Anya for Capu, that, that that's quite a big hole in in, in the side there, but. Fair, fair dues to, to Anya he did really well yeah and I think again it was um, we spoke about it at half time not having the sort of uh, purpose not giving Arsenal enough to worry about and, and you know that substitution putting Anya on for Kapu you know it's apart from the five foot in height difference you know they're, they're nothing <laughs> seven alike. foot I think at least seven foot <laughs> there's no, they're, there's, they're not alike at all but that the pace of Anya was just giving you know Chambers looked worried from the off um, when Anya came on and it gave Chambers something more to worry about Okay, the last five minutes, you know, they were pushing on, but that that was, you know, uh, it was all or nothing for them at that point. So, you know, it's, it's good, and you've got to give Kike uh, credit for for, for how we, we managed that game. And you know, yes, at half time we were a bit 
mm, it's going to be the same old story. We're just going to try and sort of sort of defend our way through this and. In the end, we didn't. And that, we, that's the thing with those in the Premier League. We're still sort of. I think in many cases, as a, a fan of a Premier League football club, is that game management and tactics are that much more higher on the agenda. And it's quite hard to remember that when you're in the, the heat of it all. Uh, you want things just to happen and make me feel more calm. Um, Stoke next week uh, at home. Uh, three points there. We will be uh, 100% safe, and we can stop saying virtually safe or pretty much safe um, and then we would be uh, we would be uh, in, a, in a very happy jolly Hornets place to be you already are John I mean let's put the Premier League to one side I think it's been a great season so far um, topped off we've now had a great day out today at Arsenal with you know an amazing place to come hats off to the to the eight and a half thousand fans that have made it really really difficult turnaround for the club as well I know that the, that the ticket office worked ridiculously hard to get tickets out stupid shifts I, I believe they were literally working through the night so you know it just feels like one of those great days for the club as a whole and um, just an absolute privilege to be here to enjoy it and um, I'll certainly be enjoying it for the for the next three you know Stoke and wait Stoke and wait okay, thank you very much for listening uh, thank you Andy a pleasure John uh, thanks for tired earlier on um, thank you uh, Mike uh, you're more than welcome come on you yellows